I swear to anybody who might have the inclination to listen to this, this is not a, a, a contrived or pre-loaded uh, conversation. This morning, about 7.30, I got a lot of dealers who called me on the way to work. Bob, talking about they did, they didn't. They fired, they hired, they got the best guy in the world. Now there's the fixed ops guy and all the rest of that. Okay. So that's the, how they fill their time. They're aggravating me at, when they're waking me up in the morning to start talking about their thing. And that's fun because I like to understand things, right? So I got one of the sharpest retail people I've ever been encountered with in my life uh, that runs a Toyota dealership, right? And he... He's, he's telling, I can't believe it. So I traded from my best friend. He used to live in New England. Now he's in Florida. And I traded the, it's a beautiful car. It's an S-Class Mercedes with good clock, right? And of course he prices his car to the, be sure that he's, nobody in the world could sell it for less, right? And he can't sell the car. Now, number one, he's in Florida and it ain't got no cooled seats. So you, you, Nobody's nobody's actually like, hey, uh, I, I see you got one of the cheapest ones in the world. Don't have cool seats. I think I'm going to come buy it from the Toyota dealer. Not that's not the way it works. So what it really reveals is he's not the best end user. He only got one of them, and even though he's asking fifteen thousand less than anyone else in that market, and there happens to be four hundred and twenty-three others similar to that car, and for thirty days he's the lowest in the market. Right now, there's a couple of things that that reveals, right? And he does do 200 used car retail a month, and it's you know he's three thousand a copy and all the rest of it. Right? The guy's as good as anybody I've ever met, but he can't sell a car, and he can't understand it, and and it really boils down to, in other words, there's no way to get around it, right? Uh, when you look at his inventory, I got it loaded, and I'm looking at it, and you can see what's aging and what's not. And he does love to have a fancy this or that here and there. And he goes out on a broken branch with 10, 2020 Corvettes and all the rest of that, right? Because that's whatever. And we're sprucing things up, et cetera. But when you hit a car that you really don't have no desirability, it's got dinky wheels. It's not a sport. You follow me? And it don't have no um, heated and cooled. In other words, you now have an amorphodite at a location where you can do anything and you're the best retail deal, but you can't sell that car because it's not for you. It doesn't fit your category of no matter if you asked free, if you said free for this car, nobody's volunteering to come, to come, come and get it. The theory that everybody is the best retail dealer for every car. If anybody believes that words have an ego that doesn't fit into, you know, Let's call it the Basilica of uh, Jesus Christ of uh, Notre Dame, right? So, in other words, it, it's not true. There are better end users. The only reason we know that to be an, an unquestionable fact is go to an auction and watch who's bidding on cars. And now you don't have to go to an auction. Go on simulcast and watch how when CarMax or Carvana, you know, big big guys, big to buy logo, the biggest buyers, Jesus Christ, they're on cars. I can't buy cars. No, no, you're wrong. Because what happens is when you see when they quit and then watch the bid, it goes from 32 32.2, 32.5, 33.5, 34.5, 35.5. And you know who stopped at 32.3? You guessed it, the big guy. But you saw their name, so they're bidding on every car, and therefore you believe they're the best end user for every car. No, they're not. They're disciplined buyers that quit way before the actual value of that car is. And then when you actually sold them 57 cars last week, and on every single car, they were extraordinarily disciplined in what they bought, 
You follow me? And as a result, they did buy a lot of cars. But what they bought, we didn't make no money on because they actually stopped before the actual best end user was found. They actually, with their discipline, are actually able to buy cars and not be emotionally attached to them, regardless of what they are. They made their justification of what they're going to pay ahead of time. And when you, they happen to be, they they bought the car. But when you watch the best end user pop up, more frequently than not, they're blown completely out of the water. It's not a car that falls into their what you would call mm, personality type, their their specialty type, the year, the mileage, the ca- the qualifications. Now, Car- CarMax is buying a lot of cars with bad Carfaxes, which they never really did before, but they're brilliant because they only do ones that they've touched, that they can see that it had an incident, but when they look at the car, they can see that it was a very, very, very minor incident. They examine it. They don't just blindly say, I'll buy it because it's cheap. So in other words, their methodology is brilliant. It's not smart. And they do it with people who are not necessarily deeply ingrained car people. They do it with process. This is exactly what we're enabling any dealer using our tool to do exactly the same thing that the smartest people in the in the automotive industry have proven they can train regular people to be great buyers of cars using a process. And that's exactly what we do. When you look at what they pay compared to what our target auction price is, it's typically less. There will be a 2016 uh, Lexus RX in white with navigation that they'll wind up paying 800 more than what our target number is. That's rare. If we sold them X number of cars, that happened on four cars, not on the majority of the cars. The majority of their cars, they're actually buying in between what we call lane guidance, target auction and target trade. In, bet- in between there, that's, that's lane guidance. That's when you're on the road of owning a vehicle for what it really is worth, and you can duplicate the price. So, Shawnee, this takes us to another thing. But, Bob, Jesus Christ, you know, I got your thing on the thing. And a car brought 4000 Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely correct. It brought four grand more. Now, let's ask a question. Is that what you'd like to trade it for? Of course, the answer is no. You'd have to be a moron. You'd be out of business. Secondly, secondly, well, that, that means that your tool doesn't work because it did. No, what it really means is two retards locked up on that car, and they would never, ever, ever be able to duplicate that price. If they brought that bitch back into the same auction with the same auctioneer at the same time of the day next week, they'd never get remotely close to what they paid for the car because their emotions or their reasoning, they got a customer and the other guy got a customer, could even be the same customer, both from Dover, Delaware, or both, and they know the guy and it's the car. That's the one he wants, right? So now all of a sudden they locked up on the car and the bitch brought 4G more than it's worth. And car, and by the way, CarMax was bidding it also, but they stopped 5,000 ahead of that. That doesn't mean that they wouldn't buy the car. It just means that they weren't the best end user because they did not have the criteria or the reason to wind up blowing their brains out. What's my best friend? I had to get him a car. Okay, you got him a car. You didn't do him a favor because you actually paid, if you looked at Target Retail, a little over that number. And if for some reason your friend farts backwards on that car, you know, they fart backwards. That means you bought it for them and you're altruist. I'll get you one. Don't get one some. I'll get you the one. I'll get you exactly what you want. And you bring that sucker home. I'm sure there's nobody listening to this little recording that would say, 
Yeah, he pissed backwards on me. You follow me? And now you're sitting there with your thumb, you know, someplace weird, right? And you're trying to figure out what you're going to do with it, right? Because you got exactly what your customer wanted, but mm, 